Hey guys, welcome back to Recipe to the Road podcast. This episode, I am finishing my conversation with Sam and Eddie, the owners of Real Hukilita Hotel in Puerto Escondido. So this is part two of the two-part episode, so if you didn't catch part one, I would recommend going back and giving that a listen. In part one of the conversation, we discussed how Sandra and Eddie ended up in Puerto Escondido, Sandra's homelessness non-profit, and some of the lessons they've learned from their travels. We also finished up by talking about how they met two years ago and started their adventure together. So this episode, we're going to talk more about how they ended up running a hotel in Puerto Escondido, the business side of things, and their vision for the future. I found speaking to Sandra and Eddie so inspiring about business and about life, but really like about the business side of things. So I hope that you get something out of this episode too. So as usual, if you have any feedback or any questions or anything, you can get me on Instagram at recipe to the road or recipe to the road at gmail.com. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. during the, the two years did you guys decide that you wanted to run a hotel in La Punta? Wow. <laughs> Actually, we were working in another hotel last year, but this was like an opportunity that arrived from nowhere. We were just talking uh, uh, with a woman and then, I don't know, she told us she had a hotel and she would be down for us to work there while she's abroad. So we did that for nine months and we loved it. So we thought, okay, let's... Uh, Let's do our own place here in Puerto and but in the meanwhile you're gonna be working like to collect money and stuff like that. So it was always in our head that we wanna have our own place. Actually since we met, we thought such a cool place to stay it would be nice to run like a hotel or a hostel or I don't know, a house or something now where you can where you can receive people from abroad. I think that's so cool. So yeah, pretty early pretty early we had this idea. But honestly, it's what we thought when everything happened, like it was ideas, but we never thought we'll be actually able to like run a place like this. It's amazing. It's when you're, I always say to Eridan, when you are in the right place, everything comes to you. Not everywhere, not all the time, but most of the time, I feel like you, when you feel really good, when you feel really, I don't know, in a point of your life where you feel um, good with yourself and it's like you're shining and then... And then opportunities come to you for sure. <laughs> so like a good place like mentally, like emotionally, that kind of thing or a good place? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When you are, uh, when your head is uh, tranquila, mm-hmm. like calm and not like in a panic state, you know. I remember myself uh, in times so in my life where I had like panic states. Never I uh, had like a good opportunities coming to me, you know, because you need to fix other things before like the yeah. universe is not going to offer you something that you're not ready for. So I, it was amazing because when we, I don't know, when we started to feel really good with each other and and really understand each other the way he is, the way I am, everything started to just come to us. And cool guests like you guys also, it's like a blessing. It's really yeah. cool. Because you guys have just been open, what, like three weeks now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. three weeks. Very early days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like for actually starting this and opening and stuff like did you need a lot of money a lot of like experience a lot of skill like what was that side of it all like well with having the experience we had in the other hostel it was enough because a place here in puerto approximately works the same way concerning water or concerning a lot of technical thing of the hotel so this we learned before but you for sure need some 
Well, I mean, at least if you had studied or if you had an experience when you were younger where like an experience with hospitality, maybe I think it's, I think having an hotel, the, the only thing you really have to understand is how to treat people. And I feel like if you know how to treat people in general, it doesn't matter if it's uh, in a hotel or in your in a party or you just. I think it's really important for a guest to feel good because he's gonna. It's like he's home for a few days. You gotta make him feel home or make her feel home. Yeah, so. this is so interesting because uh, like Sandra has always been like the human resources you know, <laughs> part of the of the team mm-hmm. for sure and like for example she says in, into treating people that definitely for sure but like for me the most i learned was to administrate mm. you know how things are you know how, how your expenses are what you invest your money in for where sure. does your money go uh how much money do you make what what are the percentages of profit you know you make how much does it cost you to rent a room for example like the AC, the light, the water they use, and how much are you selling it? I learned a lot of that, like mm, administration. For sure. For sure. Uh, and, and that gave me like the, like the confidence into, into, into this second hotel. Because I say, okay, I already know like the structure of how this works money-wise, you know? And you don't need a lot of money. It depends what, what you're doing, like if you're going to buy. But for example, us, we're renting. So we just... Uh, you know, are covering the rent and and uh, learning more and more it's because our mission is to have our own place, our own own place, buy land and construct something with the architect that we like, with the energy, you know, that we like, with the colors, everything. <laughs> For sure. And uh, to have like our, our ideal place. Yeah. And also to answer your question, I think, I think it's more luck than actually being ready and having a lot of money. I think it's more what you attract I don't know, I talk about a lot about attracting because in my life I really realized that when I'm when I'm good I really attract things. And if you ask the universe also they also like it gives you, no? So I think it's not about if you're if you have a lot of money, maybe just like wanting to, to live abroad and and be ready to put as much as effort as you're asking you're asked to. Mm-hmm. I think this is the thing that you really need. And because it's like, it's big responsibility. So you have to also say, okay, I commit not to go parties on Saturday because maybe there are guests here that are, I don't know, uh, be drinking and maybe I should have a night here or, you know, things like that. I need to clean or I need to administrate like all las cuentas and <laughs> things like that. So it's like commitment and yeah, just, just being ready to, to work to like what you have to do well. Yeah, like something I always tell Sandra is um, the bigger the blessing, uh, <laughs> the, the bigger like yeah, life's, right. life's test. Yeah, for sure. You know, like the, the more you earn, it's, it's, a, it's a bigger challenge that you have to, that you have to face. Yeah, you know, it's, for sure. it's something, yeah. Like that balance thing again, like come back to the balance. Like, yeah. If you're, if it's like, you're earning more, you're whatever, you're just put more in, like it's... Exactly. Like sure. a balance, just like what you said. Yeah. And do you think that you'll stay, like, doing this in La Punta? Like, you think you want to, like, that hotel that you want to build in the future, you want to do that in La Punta? And yeah. yeah. For sure. It's our, the idea. Our, yeah, our, our near future plans is La Punta. And then after La Punta, we want to do real estate, you know, uh, maybe outside of Mexico, outside mm. of Puerto, try other locations. 
And uh, yeah, we <laughs> we're yeah. learning a lot about real estate. So yeah, so, so. A dream for me would be to have like a I don't know I have big crush for La Punta, so maybe our first place in La Punta, and then creating the same type of energy thing in another place, but like kind of the same, you know, maybe having uh, a hotel here uh, um, and like creating a vibe and take this vibe to another country and but doing kind of the same concept everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And what what is that vibe that you, that you want to create? Well, I don't know. Just a place where people arrive, and it's I don't know. Sometimes I go in a hotel and I really don't know how to walk, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how, where is everything. Just a place where you arrive and there is I don't know. And everyone feels welcome. For like, sure, exactly. Like uh, like here in Puerto Escondido, there's a lot of nationalities. You know, like for example, right now we have a lot of people from Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had people from England, we've had people from UK. Yeah, for sure. So a place where, like, you can just you can just like arrive and, and, and be yourself and do what you like and ask for what you want and, yeah. and and feel like you're at your home, you know? Yeah, for sure. There's more things we we thought about. I wish at some point, uh, like maybe like a paint uh, painting thing, paint, painting area, I would love to do. But it's just more about the the energy, the energy yeah. that you put in a place. The painting thing, you think like the guests would like add to the painting. Exactly, exactly. That's yeah. so funny because Tom and I were just talking about it and I think we were telling you guys that like when we go home we want to have a campsite and we actually were talking about it. It was so cool to have a wall and anyone who stays there yeah. can like do a mural or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah having like a home room like just for the guests to, to paint like a little thing like Every guest can could paint a little thing, or or just learn how to paint, how to draw. Once I was in Tulum and I went to a class of uh, drawing, because mm. I, I know how to draw, but uh, you always you can always learn, no? So yeah. <laughs> so and I thought it was really cool and really interesting, and it's a way to people connect with each other, and I don't know, it was really fun. So maybe more like uh, artistic things, yeah, creative things, yeah. That would be cool. I think when you're traveling as well, like that's something that you miss out on, like that you obviously can't bring like paint. Well, I mean you could, but yeah, realistically, you bring like paints and canvas yeah. and stuff like that. Like, and in one of our last hostels, we stayed, and one of the volunteers like organized like a painting day, and it's wow. nice because like I feel like when you're traveling, it's all go go go, and like sure. your chill time is maybe like sitting in the sun reading a book, but that's kind of that's it. Like everything yeah. is just go go go. So it's nice to have that sort of. Again, back to the balance, like that balance of like a bit of chill time in between trying to see new things all the time. Yeah, yeah for right. Sure. And like finding, I, I, I find really interesting into like uh, expressing myself in, mm-hmm. in, in ways I'm never used to express myself. For example, painting. Mm-hmm. I think like when I paint, I say I feel it really interesting because I never express myself to paint. But when you do for it, sure. you say, wow, like I can, I, I can do things, you know? For sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And actually, before opening the place, we are remodeling everything because this place was uh, good before, but it, it didn't have anything that makes you stay and chill the whole day, you know? We wanted to make like a place where people can come and just be in the pool if they want to rest. Because La Punta, I mean, you've seen it, it's not a huge place. There is things to do, there is some activities, you can go see dolphins, you can go for a surf, but it's not a place where you're entertained the whole time, it's more a place to chill. So yeah. we thought, okay, let's make as much uh, spaces as possible where people can be together. So this was the idea also of 
like the energy we want to create in a in a place but yeah, and, it, nice. and it's been working actually because i've seen a lot of people like they extend their stay and they chill the whole day just in the garden and i don't know every time i see them i'm really happy or people are cooking like a home vibe you know <laughs> yeah it's kind of nice as well like you got the like that mix between hotel and hostel like, exactly it's like you can see still have all the like, private rooms and stuff but then we have our kitchen we have our like areas yeah just like, sure. I, like i feel like i know everyone's staying here almost like yeah. it, it is still like staying in a hostel but just with a private room yeah, yeah for sure like, just with a bit of comfort yeah at the hostel at the hostel we were working at before it was just like that like that was hostel vibe 100 there everyone's like in the mm. in the living room and everyone's talking to everyone and everyone goes out everyone it's more like a party thing and this hotel we wanted more of a energy of hotel but how you said also of like you know joining and and, and talking to each other you yeah, know like sure. kind of a hotel slash hostel vibe just yeah exactly just have the comfort of a hotel and and the vibe of a hostel i'd say yeah yeah it's Yeah, did it work or achieved, yeah I think you guys <laughs> definitely achieved that sweet yeah I can't wait to see what you guys continue to do because I know you're working away every day doing different things yeah so. for sure what advice do you have to someone from I don't know a random country somewhere in the world who has arrived in another random country or the same country um, and wants to open a hotel and just do what you guys did I would say, like, look for opportunities. Uh, number one, I would say expand your network. It's, it's always good to meet people in this type of, like, industry because they, sure. they can present you other people, you know. Uh, they can give you tips. They can give you hints. They can help you to, to grow. It's always, like, uh, have two ears and only one mouth. You know, listen twice as much as you talk, and especially in things that, uh, that interest you, like, Like, if you go to a country and you have no clue how tourism is, what the prices of land are, For and sure. all that, like, get all the basics in of, like, how much is it to buy land, how much this, you know, I think it's, like, uh, tips that everyone yeah, knows. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I would say uh, expand your network and a lot of opportunities open because there's, like, a lot of doors that appear yeah, when for you sure. expand your network. For sure. Also, something that you said, and I really agree, when you arrive to a country, and you want to have a new project, you shouldn't expect that things work the same way as your country. Like, for example, my dad works in construction in France and everything is just so fast, you know, he has his company and um, he's being asked to fix something in this house. So he goes and the work is done and he's done well. Here, you can ask, uh, it's, it's different, you know, people doesn't work the same well. It's not that formal. So maybe, I don't know, you're having a construction in your house and the people tells you like they're gonna finish the kitchen in two days, but it actually takes like, like two weeks, you know? So things like that, you have to know about the culture of a country, like what to expect and also be smart. There is a lot of opportunities all over the world. Like don't uh, fall for the first one. Like when, when you, when you feel it more like, Look for opportunities, and when you really feel convinced, like you don't have any doubt, go for it. Well, you can always doubt, no? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but just go for it. I think you just have to make a decision because a lot of times you're you have uh, let's say two, three options, and you you're just you, you take time into deciding which one you're going to take, and at the end you don't even take one. Yeah, for sure. So I think it's just like just take a take a take smart one. decision, feel it, like uh, grab it, and and go for it, like all in. You know, don't go half. You know, yeah, for sure. Just do it, and even though like 
uh, some days you're not going to want to do it, you know, you're not going to this, you're not going to feel that convinced, like keep going, keep pushing and and the flower will always bloom. <laughs> you just got to wait. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I think that's kind of all my questions, but I do have a little quick fire round that I always ask everyone at the end. Yeah. You might, I might not already know the answer to this one, but what's your favorite accommodation you've ever stayed at? Accommodation? Yeah. Hotels, hostels, anything. Mm. You're allowed to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, like in Bali, we went to really good I, I would say for me, like the most epic place I stayed at was uh, in Indonesia, in an island called Lepirat. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so there it's like a really, really small island where there's only one hotel on the island. So like basically they give you to eat, they give you everything to drink because there's no stores, there's nothing, you know, it's only them. So it's really funny because like everyone has like their huts, let's say a maximum amount of people of 30, 40, I would say. In the whole island. On the whole island. And, and, and they have like kayaks, they have this, and it's like really, really transparent water. Yeah, I think that one, because it's like so epic, you know, like you're 30, 40 people on one island, it, it kind of seems like a movie when you're there. For sure. And yeah. it's nothing like construction, it's more like a wood cabins. Yeah. It's all wood cabins and you're, there is cabins where you actually have to go up the cabins and you have a really cool view over the sea. Yeah. I'd say it was my favorite time too. Yeah, that was uh, Le Pirate Island in Indonesia and the hotel. Le Pirate Island. Yeah, it was also called Yeah, you Pirate can book Island. it. I think we booked it through booking. Yeah. Le Pirate, it's called. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. It's in, a, it's in a, an island called uh, Komodo. Komodo. Komodo, yeah. Inside of the Komodo Island uh, chain. Yeah. And to get there, it's also a little like you have to grab a boat and then get off and grab another boat. Yeah, it's really cool. Sure. It's really like mysterious once you arrive you're like wow you know what 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 did i do to get here yeah it was actually what, what i had to do to get here crazy you, you you guys if you if you go guys you'll do like crazy snorkeling it was actually the best snorkeling i did my whole life uh really cool snorkeling kayak and yeah such yeah. a such a cool place to spend like a few days yeah plus it's like the same vibe that we're talking about that we want here that like how you know that you guys are the only 30 40 people on the island like why not like open up, you know, communicate, like, sure. like take off the shell, like, you know, we're both sure. here living life in Indonesia. Like, so mm-hmm. I also felt that there, like people were way more open, you know, like sure. they take off a lot of filters, you know, that sometimes we have in our head mm-hmm. with me, for example, like, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm not that open right now. I don't want to talk. I don't want this. But yeah, it's really cool to create that energy where you feel yourself and you really don't care if they accept you or not because <laughs> you're yourself. <laughs> what is your favorite food you've ever had while traveling? Oh my god. I would say, can I talk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would no, say, because no, no. I'm going to steal your answer, I think. <laughs> the, na- nasi goreng. <laughs> I, I love that. It's just fried rice with vegetable and uh, egg on top. <laughs> that was my favorite food of all Indonesia and, and of all my travels, actually. Yeah. Nasi goreng. All right. I am a huge fan of uh, couscous in Morocco. This will always be my top one. But nasi goreng was amazing. Yeah. In Indonesia, it was actually also my favorite food. Yeah. I think it's everyone's favorite food. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can find it everywhere and it's delicious. Couscous? No, couscous just in Morocco. No, but which one did you say? Couscous? Yeah, for uh, sure. Couscous. 
Acoustism or acapella is just different, isn't it? Like, yeah. Wow. Like, I don't understand how it tastes so much better. Wow. It just does. It's like a bomb of flavor. It's like, I don't know. I love it. I really like me, uh, Moroccan food. Mm. But if you guys are coming to Mexico, I recommend you to eat chilaquiles. It's my favorite place here. Chilaquiles. My favorite plate. Yeah. yeah. Something we were talking about the diet in Mexico is that, like, Almost every plate has the same ingredients, which is like corn tortilla, it has uh, chicken, you know, it has cream, it has cheese, like anything, like chilaquiles, enchiladas, tacos. Yeah, it's all like the place. same ingredients, but just prepared differently, <laughs> For sure. you know? And uh, yeah, if anyone comes to Mexico, <laughs> you have to try, I would recommend chilaquiles or enchiladas. Uh -huh, enchiladas, you Yeah. <laughs> And what is your favorite country that you visited? Uh, for me, Egypt and Indonesia. Well, Mexico is like the first one for sure where I want to live. But as like traveling, I'd say Indonesia and Egypt. It's hard to choose between two. <laughs> for me, I would say Indonesia and then France. Mm -hmm. Besides Mexico. Mexico is my, is my base, is my spot, is where I grew up. It's like what I know since I was born, you know. But uh, besides Mexico, I would say Indonesia and France. I love, mm. I love both of those countries, even though they're really like opposite. You know, yeah, one is first world country, like, you know, really developed, really technological. And the other one is the total opposite. But I like, I like having like, uh, the two poles, you know, in, inside of my experience, because that way you can understand, you know, certain things differently. Sure. Yeah. That's interesting. I think you're the first person to say a European country that I've introduced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah like, maybe because you interview people from Europe. Because yeah. I mostly, yeah, yeah, few people not from Europe, but yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, a few Irish people said Ireland, but <laughs> other than that, like, I think I don't think we both said European countries. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Also, because I like Sandra took me to all the best places. You <laughs> know, in all the we also went to all the worst places. Well, not yeah. all of them, but some worst places. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe because I had like the tour of my life. <laughs> took me everywhere in Paris. Yeah, it's a beautiful it. city. I, I get you. And we also went to the south of France, you know, Saint Tropez. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Saint Raphael. Mm, Cannes. Cannes. For sure. So, wow. I actually never even thought uh, France would have like that side of, I don't know, of like, of uh, like style. Sea, yeah. Like style with the sea, with the water and all that. I expected it way more like a. Uh, You know, like Paris type. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The south of France is really amazing. I love it. My mom is in Marseille. So every time I can, I just go there in the south. I love it. Yeah. It's another vibe. For sure. Yeah, I want to go. I've only been to Paris. But yeah, you gotta I go. I want to see Marseille. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marseille's amazing. <laughs> you have to go to um, one of their professional football games of Marseille. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. The energy there is. I think one of the biggest energies of sport, sports-wise, that I've that I felt, the stadium is just like you think, it, you think it's gonna fall for how much it moves, you know? Oh my like god! The, yeah. <laughs> um, what is this? Is the last question. What's your favorite memory from traveling? Wow, that's a good one. <laughs> Are you go first? Honestly, I remember. I don't know if it's my favorite. It might not be my favorite, but one I remember. Uh, once we were in Bali to go visit like a temple and we went really early in the morning because otherwise it was uh, packed with tourists and so we woke up I think like at 5am and, and went out right away and I don't know just uh, you remember we were driving on the scooter to go to the temple mm 
Mm. And I don't know, just uh, the early, really early morning, and you see people selling, uh, installing their um, their shops, and you see the kids like starting like awaking and going like I don't know on the street. I don't know. It was such like a like a dream, you know. Like I don't know. It was amazing in Bali. <laughs> I would say my favorite memory is when I had a really hard time emotionally in when we were traveling in the U.S. Mm-hmm. because um, like we went road tripping for three months, you know, so we were like sleeping in, in, the, in the truck. Uh, we worked for a while. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I was freezing my ass off in the car <laughs> and, and I would consider that like the best memory or one of the best memories because I said like, I said, like, this is, this is something that's going to teach me, you know, like this bad memory, this bad sensation that I'm feeling is going to teach me to like always, uh, always do what you want and, and, and stick with that plan because you're going to reach the top of the mountain, you know, it's just going to take you time and effort, you know, and maybe that time I felt like, uh, like I felt kind of bad, but I said, no, like this is what it takes to, to, to reach where I want to be. So don't see it like something difficult. See it as something that you're going to grow. Mm. You know, you're going to grow. I know that's like a really weird, exa- a really weird uh, answer <laughs> of the best moment, but that's where I really, I really convinced myself, you know, into just go, just keep going, you know, like don't stop, just keep going, keep going. And I always tell Sandra mm. that. Let's just keep going, keep going. So it was like a turning point. Exactly. It was like a like an explosion to my head, like a wake-up thing. I said, wow, like I'm so blessed to be feeling this actually, you know, and to mm-hmm. be able to 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 have it like this in my head and not like be crying, you know, over because I feel <laughs> bad or this. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like this is a moment to grow, you know. Mm, for sure. So, I, I think I like leveled up a little bit. You're going to think we have shitty vacations. But we, have, we have been on vacation, but yeah. we're just weird, maybe. <laughs> no, like, I think, because it is, like, your favorite moment is, it's what it was to you. It doesn't matter what the moment is. Yeah, it's for like, sure. What it's a feeling in the time. moment. Yeah. For sure. Like, maybe, I don't know, I've always played sports my whole life. And maybe when you lose, you're like, dang, I lost, you know, but like the the practice or the next days after you say this loss like brung me something that that winning forever will never give me you know mm-hmm. like this gave me like a, a, a lesson you know of how it feels and what i don't want to feel and what i have to do to not feel it you know and what i have to do when i feel it to grow don't don't sink yourself more down grow you know yeah i think in all negativity is when growth comes like in relationships it's not, like Obviously, having like a good time and stuff is great, but that's not when your relationship grows. Your relationship grows when you have conflict and you yeah, fix sure. that conflict. Yeah. And I think the same, like even like you're saying, like that earthquake, like everyone in Mexico like stepped up and realized like how important life is and stuff like yeah. that. Like it is in those negative moments that for right. sure you realize the most important things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we also take a lot of things for granted. Like we really, we really. Like right now that we're talking and that we're seeing each other, like God, like, let's let's ask God it doesn't happen. But we never know when's the last time we're gonna see someone, you know? Yeah. Like I lost a friend like three weeks ago that I played college football with. I'm so sorry. And uh, like 
I just think we, we take it for granted because I remember like the last time I saw him, I was like, yeah, I'll see you later, you know, have a good yeah, time. Sure. But, but you never really like internalize like life, you know, that anything can happen at any given moment. We, we kind of see it like a like a movie thing, you know, like a like a timeline. Yeah, every day we wake up and like, do like, our day. Like, oh, we're going to die until we're 80, until we're 70, ah, you know, but anything can happen. For anything sure. can happen. So it's always good to have that like mindset because I think that makes you feel... It makes you be more awake, you know, and yeah, to be more gratefulness, yeah, and all that. Which is hard, you know. It's not like it's not like everyone can do it all the time. Well, mm-hmm. for me, for example, but I'm practicing to do it more often, you know. Get to it be like, more conscious, more yeah. conscious about about life and how grateful we should be, and uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I also think traveling uh, has taught me that. Because you see things like really unexpected, you feel things that you did have never felt before, mm. you know, and it, it like opens up and you say, wow, like there's a whole nother life than the one that they sold me, you mm. know, that the one that they told me and my whole class that life is like this, mm. like life is how you want it to be, you know, it's sure. just the decisions you make. Sure. Okay, that's an excellent note to end on. So I'm going to finish there. Thank you so much yeah, for sure. this. Yeah. Um, Pleasure. If anyone wants to stay in the hotel, they can find you on Airbnb and Hostel World, right? Yeah, or just text us also on Instagram, Real Hukilita. Perfect, yeah, and I'll share that. (laughs) Thank you. You guys welcome anytime. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so, so much, Maria. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Recipe to the Road podcast. If you want to contact the show or you have any comments or questions, you can get me on Instagram at recipe to the road or by email recipe to the road at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow my journey and see what I'm doing at the moment, you can also see that on my Instagram at recipe to the road. Thank you for listening. Bye.